The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Welcome to Parenthood. Your life does not end here. Hi, I'm Chriselle Lim, mother of two. And I'm Sarah Son, also a mother of two. We are longtime friends and now mothers. This is Being Bumo, a podcast about all things parenting. We want to have honest conversations about motherhood so we can each define it for ourselves. We're here to build our village and we hope that you join us. Hello there. It's so good to see your glowing and bright, beautiful face. I haven't seen you for a full week. Okay. All right. <laughs> what What did you have this morning? I had some sparkling water and a little bit of coffee. You look beautiful. Thank you. It's so good to be here. I know. Well, today I'm excited for this episode because we're kind of going from our unusual style and doing a Q&A. Yeah. Well, we did it a few months ago and I think it did really well. Oh, and we were right. able to cover a lot of different questions from that's our right. listeners. And if there's any questions that you guys want us to go deeper into, then just send us a note or a DM. And we actually really rely on your guys' requests on our episodes that we're about to record. So please, please send them in. Yeah. Okay, so let's dive into it. I think people sent you some questions, right? Yes, I do have some. Okay, I I do have to start with this one. (laughs) Oh, no. Gosh, I'm scared. What is it? Because we, you know, we've been posting a lot about Miami and your birthday. And so this will be like the perfect way to end that whole series. Okay. But so is it somebody- really the end of my birthday month? <laughs> it, it's May. Oh, God. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's it Mother's May. Day, though. So oh, true. Lots of reasons to celebrate there. Okay. This question comes from, I'm not even going to say who because she knows who she is. <laughs> she is a personal friend. And she said, she asked, who got the most drunk in Miami? Oh, good Lord. No comment. No comment. <laughs> but this is actually a great, great way to start this episode because, Sarah, why don't you tell them our little well, the situation? Question, the question is who got the most drunk? And I don't think I win that award. I don't I think, think any of us got really that drunk. Okay. Yes. I. I. <laughs> just say it. Just. Say it. I okay, was, you did not get drunk, but you did get escorted out of a club. <laughs> the security guard was like staring at me through the night. And eventually he did come up to me and said, ma'am, we're going to have to walk you out. Okay, let's kind of put some context behind this story because I don't want people to think we're some like raging party no, animal. Because we're not even close to that. We're trying to get there, but it's very hard for us because we're a bunch of ajumas. Ajumas means cannot middle, tolerate age, much. Uh-huh. middle age Korean ladies that cannot really handle their liquor. <laughs> so backstory is that Sarah okay. over here, she does this thing called disco napping. Yeah, And she does this, whether it's one sip of wine, whether it's half a bottle of wine. I mean, we she barely can get there. Yeah. So she likes to take a little cat nap. Yes, because you're at the club. You're wearing the heels. It's 11 p.m. I mean, come on. It's not just at a club. You're doing that at <laughs> what concert were you and Lynette at recently? Oh, the Dua Lipa, Dua Lipa concert. You're taking a disco nap at Dua Lipa. But like, it was 10.30. Who takes a nap? At a Dua Lipa Doing concert. Doing ballads. You know, I, I didn't know them. It wasn't the... It was... Na, 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 na. No, no. Those I was up and dancing okay, okay, for. Good. But the ballads, I did take a little nap. So anyways, 
in Miami, we get a table and supposedly, I guess I, I did not know this, but you're not allowed to fall asleep. <laughs> no. Even if you get a table, it, it was our own table. It was our own. Like we chairs. paid for the table mm-hmm. and you just want to take a little disco nap. Yes. So the officer did say, I did say, and I did lean, you know, I did kind of lay down for a little bit. And then he did come and wake me up and he said, you can't, you can't fall asleep. And I was like, okay. But then after like 30 minutes, I don't know, I sat again and took a nap. And then he did escort me out of the club. Yeah. Put me in a taxi and sent me back to the hotel. I was so embarrassed, also kind of proud of myself, but mostly embarrassed. And And you did walk me out. I did walk you out. And I remember you being like trying to explain yourself the (laughs) whole way there to the security security guard being like I just flew in this morning I was just really tired yes I only got like three hours of sleep all true information (laughs) and I was just taking a little nap yeah and no he would not have at all no but he was like nope you gotta go home no go home. so anyways our night ended there basically so (laughs) but the question is who got the most drunk in Miami I was sleepy drunk I would say me? Was it you? me? I think so. <laughs> I but again, because because you're also like a one glass and we probably had like at least three glasses that yeah. night. So yeah. Yeah. We're, we're we definitely drank more than our usual. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Next question. Okay, next question. <laughs> Let's go do some parenting questions. Uh, okay. There are many, many questions. I guess we could start at the top um, and see how far we get. This is a really good question. When your parenting style differs from a close mom friend, and they are displeased. How should we handle it? What should we say? I, I've, hmm. I've been in situations like this. Have you? I mean, I feel like you and I had this for a little bit. Okay, good point. Yeah. 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 I feel like, you know, I was a new mom. You were kind of in your zone at the time. Mm-hmm coming out of this new mom stage. So you felt like you knew a lot of information, which you did a lot more than me. But I felt like you were very gung-ho about what you believed in at the time. And Mm. so it was like, this is what you should do. Anything else is kind of not an option. Not good. Yeah. I think you and I both changed a lot since then. But yeah, we kind of I mean, I don't know what I did. I just felt like that was all I knew because you were like literally my only mom friend at the time. So Mm -hmm. I did listen. But then when I couldn't really meet those expectations, I felt kind of like you're doing something wrong or maybe a little bit. And then we naturally kind of distanced like we kind of got uh, we weren't as close during that time, I felt like. Yeah, right. I do remember that stage where it's funny that that's how you saw it. I saw it like you were so busy with work mm-hmm. and I was like in full blown mommy schedule. Yeah. And I just we couldn't like find time to spend time together because mm-hmm. you were building your business and I was literally cooking and cleaning. Like, yeah, I mean, there was that different too. Path. Yeah, there was that too. Yeah. But I don't know. I just feel like for me and again, I'm learning to speak up about certain things a bit more, but but my natural tendency is to be like, okay, this person is sharing information with me. And if I don't, I, I don't agree with her, then I will just keep that to myself. Mm-hmm. But I know what works for me and I'm just going to kind of ignore it. But again, like that was oh, like a different time in my life. Mm-hmm. Now I'm more so about kind of standing up for myself and speaking out. But I don't know what I would do in that situation. Was that the breastfeeding conversation? Breastfeeding was one oh, of them. Yeah. 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 Oh, God. Now it's like I'm remembering that conversation. Yeah, I was very harsh on you. You were yeah. very adamant about 
breast is best, which yes. is I truly still believe, but it almost felt like it was there was no other option. Yes, I do believe that. And I, I do remember that conversation. And I remember not yeah. being able to breastfeed like successfully for more than six months. And mm-hmm. it was literally from like one side of my boob because the other side dried up. Yeah. And I was like so stuck on like, no, I have to continue with like my one boob because if I don't, then I'm going to feel like a failure, yeah. right? And that's, yeah. Yeah. So I don't think it was me disagreeing. It was just me not knowing, right? At the time. Yeah. Yeah. I, well, first of all, I'm so sorry I did that to you. You're right. I'm thinking about that conversation now was very harsh. And I did say like, no, like you have to breastfeed. There's no other choice unless mm-hmm. medically you couldn't breastfeed. I do remember being on some weird soapbox. No, but I think uh, it's not just you. It's a, It was a lot of people back then. Yeah. But I think now the world has kind of opened up to realize that it is a choice. It is an option. And there are other options options yeah. out there. Mm-hmm. And if that's what you choose, that's what you choose. And that's fine. You shouldn't feel guilty about it. But, yeah. you know you were trying to give me the best information that you believed in, that you knew that was true for you and your family. And so for me, naturally, I took that as like, oh, I should try this too. Yeah, of course. Because yeah. like you said, I'm like the one friend that you know that had the babies before yeah. time. Yeah. yeah. It's funny. I definitely, and even at that time, I remember I put so much pressure even on myself mm. to make sure again, like to be the good mom, the perfect mom, the da, da, da. And so- I, I, it sucked that the, I, I'm so sad to know that then it translated into you as well. But that mm-hmm. was just really my mm-hmm. like perfectionism and like my, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like my, my wanting to control things. Yeah. yeah. And then also, and I kind of going back to the question, question. which is like, you how know, to handle, how do you handle someone that has different parenting styles? Mm-hmm. I mean, now kind of looking back on it and I think you and I still have very different parenting styles Mm -hmm. and we just kind of leave it open-ended, I feel like now, right? It's kind of like, this is what I do and it works for me, but it doesn't have to work for you and that's fine. I think it's because the actual definition of what a good mother has changed. Totally. I think that's really Mm -hmm. the, I think that's what I've learned, even for myself to give myself that grace is that, yes, a good mother used to look like this and these are sort of the things that were traditionally considered a good mom Mm -hmm. and that is changing. And I think it's changing into know yourself and make choices for yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And it doesn't matter at the end if it's the breast or the bottle or whatever other little Mm -hmm. thing that we're always trying to figure out. I would say with this, if like, I was thinking back at a different moment in my life where, again, and this puts me again, kind of in the more traditional and like, judgy kind of parenting but like I would not let my son when he was younger like sometimes hang out with families who had boys his age that were watching like cartoons Mm -hmm. but like I they were violent and it was like so overwhelming and Mm. very like like Batman and Spider-Man and whatever I do remember going through a phase where the kids were like four or five years old and some families are okay with their boys or kids in general watching movies like that. Mm-hmm. But I was very clear from the beginning, like I did not want my yeah. kids exposed to movies like that from the beginning. And I did have to kind of distance myself a little bit mm-hmm. from that family for a little bit, or I would just create other opportunities to do beach play dates or just pool play dates or just sand play dates. You yeah. know what I mean? So I had to kind of figure out a way because I care about that family. Yeah. And I want to continue building a relationship with him. And I'm not going to let one little thing like yeah. drive us apart. 
But I do remember when they were like, oh, come over for Friday. We're going to have pizza and let the kids watch TV. I was like, we can't, but can we get together on Saturday morning yeah. and go to the park? So yeah. I do remember having to do a little bit of that. But it's only because I cared about that relationship. Mm. But do I do that with every family? No. No, no. Yeah. Yeah. I think once you have been in parenting, have been a parent for a while, you will realize and you'll come to accept or you should come to accept that Everyone has different parenting styles. Yeah. And there is no one right way. There's no wrong way. Everyone is, you know, to each their own, basically. Yeah. And you have to figure out who that tribe is for you that is on the same page. And if they're not, doesn't mean that they're bad people. Exactly. It doesn't mean that you can't ever hang out with them. You just have to draw boundaries for yourself. Agreed. Like, for instance, an example between you and I is that I know that you're very strict with iPhone or iPad watching during the week, but you yeah. have you allow the kids to watch it during the weekend, yeah. right? For longer periods of hours during the weekend and then nothing on the weekday, right? That's yeah, they watch is. two hours Saturdays and two hours on Sundays. And then before COVID, they didn't watch any screens yeah. Monday through Friday. Yeah. Yeah. And then so with my kids, I let them watch 30 minutes to an hour a day. They usually don't do it during the weekday naturally because, you know, they come home from school at, and activities at five and they go to bed at like seven, right? Yeah. Or they start getting... So there's not that much time. But if there is time, then I will allow them to watch up to an hour, uh, 30 minutes to an hour, especially if I have to get work done or cook or whatnot. And like when we have play dates, like when the girls play... I'm already very cautious, not cautious, but like I already know your rules, right? Yeah. And you you kind of know how I am as well. Yeah. And it's just knowing each other's boundaries yeah. and respecting Be them. Be respectful, yeah. And because we care for each other, yeah. you know, it doesn't mean that we have to parent exactly the same. It doesn't mean that you're better than I am or I'm better than you are. No, it's just differences. Not. Yeah. And I, so… I, I think you said that perfectly. It's so true. And it's also how much of that boundary are you willing to shake mm -hmm. depending on who that family is or yeah. that friend is. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Okay. I love your shoes today. Where are they from? Do you like them? I know. Um, they're from Vince Camuto. Ooh. And I love them. I know. I thought I'd go a little crazy this spring and buy a green pair just because I feel like it's like a year of color. Yeah. So I love this pair from Vince Camuto. I mean, it looks so good with your outfit. I love it with jeans. And it, I also have a pair of Vince Camutos I've been wearing all the time. They're the white slides. I love those on you. I know. When I wear Vince Camuto and I wear my flats, these shoes that I've been wearing, I just feel invincible. I are they comfy? They are super comfy. Okay. So VinceCamuto.com is a one-stop shop for wardrobe staples and occasion pieces that make every moment a chance to express your personal style and I feel like our styles are giving today Yay. Um, I also love them because um, they have smaller sizes and some of us just need smaller sizes my sister is a little bit on the petite side so she loves this brand as well oh yeah your sister does have small feet <laughs> <laughs> Don't tell her that. <laughs> um, so if you guys are looking to refresh your closet for spring, I know I definitely am, especially for spring, summer, looking for more strappy sandals, cute things to wear around town. Vince Camuno's collection of woven mules, vibrant slides, and chic convertible handbags is a great place to start. So you guys can head over to VinceCamuto.com slash podcast and use promo code podcast for 20% off your next purchase. And while you're there, do yourself a favor and sign up to be a part of their VC VIP program where you earn member perks, previews, and exclusive offers 
on your next accessories haul. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, so for Mother's Day, I got my mom a beautiful necklace from Ana Luisa that's spelled A-N-A-L-U-I-S-A. And she absolutely loved the necklace. It's like this puffed gold heart-shaped pendant that's sleek and it's classic. It's paired with a casual link chain. So it's good for like your everyday looks. Adds a little glamour to your look. I personally think it's the perfect gift for my mom because it's a fun way to incorporate trendy jewelry pieces for her. And she loves to, you know, add a little glamour to her everyday look. I agree. I think Ana Luisa has really eye-catching jewelry starting at $39. What? I know. I, mean, I knew so, that, but so cute. I say that all the time because the price points are so good. So good. They also release collections every single Friday. So every Friday, you have a new batch of jewelry to look at and choose from. Amazing. Ana Luisa is having a Mother's Day sale. So go to shop.analuisa.com slash bumo and make mom's day and treat her to new jewelry pieces with Ana Luisa's buy one, get one 40% off sale. This is happening right now. You can go to the website and redeem this um, code now. So you can get one piece for her and one piece for you. Make sure you use our code BUMO, B-U-M-O. I know you'll love them. Oh, I love that. I get to get one for myself <laughs> and for my mom. We all love that when we could do a little shopping for ourselves, right? Mm -hmm. And you guys all know I have new ear piercings. Well, they're not brand new anymore. They're like a few months in. So I've been looking at more earrings and studs uh, because I want to mix it up to create the ultimate ear stack. And Ana Luisa has such cute stud earrings and little tiny hoops that are just so delightfully comfortable and sparkly and lightweight. They're just a dream. Um, this is really a great way to create a fun and original look. At first, I wasn't sure how to style them, but having different options makes it a lot more fun. And, you know, you can never go wrong. I love that. I am looking at these classic gold huggies, but they have this dainty chain attached to it. And it's delicate and understated. And they're so, so beautiful. I think they are sterling silver and dipped in 14k gold a perfect blend of huggies and drop earrings just to be worn every single day and they are just such i just can't get over the price point for how they look and feel i mean it's just, it, it's just amazing and here at being bumo we are so excited to tell you guys about anna luisa again that is a-n-a-l-u-i-s-a because they have just the most elegant trendy design starting at $39. It's a great way to add some sparkle to your everyday looks. The Mother's Day sale is still going on, so make sure you check that out and use our link for the discount. Hey, this is Alexis Haynes. Join me every Monday for a new episode of my podcast, Recovering from Reality. Whether you're on the road to recovery, seeking self-care techniques for surviving the capitalist machine, or just need a moment to remember that you're not alone in your loneliness, I'm here to deliver intimate conversations and expert insights to empower you on the road towards authentic wellness. So are you ready to recover from reality? Okay, next question. Um, I love this one too. What was the hardest age phase for each of you? Could you describe describe why it was so tough? What was it for you? I mean, I, 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 I clearly remember. <laughs> <laughs> 
when my daughter was two. So I have a son now who is 11 and a daughter who's nine. But when they were that bracket of two to four, three to five, mm-hmm. I would even argue four to six. Mm. So those three years, I just, I just remember almost every day thinking like, it's only 9 a.m. and I just want to cry. <laughs> I just could not like could not like figure out how to get through the day yeah. when they were like so demanding and so like they like it but then they don't like it and they were fighting and they were both coming into themselves and both like my daughter wasn't a, a newborn anymore now she's a toddler but he's still a toddler mm. and they're barely a year and a half apart so they're almost the same age and they just would fight and like they didn't like anything and they liked a toy for five minutes and then they didn't like it and she <laughs> liked it and then he didn't want it. But as soon as he wanted it, she wanted it. I just, the car rides, the food, it just, I just remember those two, three years just being completely chaotic and just overwhelming. And it wasn't, and I just, I didn't know how to get through it. And I think that's where I found gentle parenting because <laughs> you're like, I need, I need this. something to help me understand what is happening. Yeah. And again, because I didn't, and maybe I should have been a little bit more gracious and be like, just watch TV for two hours. I just, I didn't because we, my husband and I were very strict about TV and didn't want to do it. So then we had to figure out all these other ways to entertain them and have time pass. And it was a challenge until they both were kind of able to mature a little bit. Yeah. And like play nicer with each other. So this was with both of them or with your oldest or youngest? It was when I had both of them. It was the combination of when they were together. If I only had one kid at a time, then it was fine. Yeah. But when they were both together after school or after preschool or after whatever music lesson and they were at home and it just was chaotic. And I just remember they just did not like each other. And so you feel like things are a lot better. Oh my now. gosh. I I am they are best friends. They get along so well. I'm so grateful for this stage. And I'm I'm trying to like hold on to it. Like I'm holding on because preteen is coming. Uh-huh. And you know, that's like a big time a lot of changes are happening there too so this is a really so this sweet is what they spot, call the sweet spot exactly which is like after toddler after is and then pre pre-teen. pre-teens so what yes. ages like seven? i think yes so as soon as my daughter turned five five six she really she was just able to understand and cope yeah. with things better and now she's nine so this these past two or three years have been so great and mm. i think maybe i have another year or two yeah and they just Chris, I, I like sometimes I just watch them and I'm so proud of them and they play so well and they take turns. They listen. They they've just spent a lot of time together mm. and they know each other's boundaries, too. Now, oh, I love like, that. Sophia doesn't like to lose. So once in a while, Big Brother just lets her win. <laughs> but for him to even get to that point just yeah. took time and maturity. Like, OK, I'll just let her win a little bit. And mm. so all of that and like they're very servicial to each other. They they serve each other dinner. They help each other with homework. I, it's just, it's a really, really nice It's spot. amazing. Yeah. I, I'm starting to feel that way about Chloe because she is seven. And I don't know. I just feel like I'm dealing with uh, a young adult now. <laughs> and it's just so lovely. And, you know, she is able to control her emotions. She's able to express her emotions. She's able to be polite and kind and you know, expressive. 
And it's just so beautiful because you feel like when I think about it, I'm just like, oh, my God, I can't believe we're finally here. Because my worst stage yeah. with, with her uh-huh. was two to four. Yeah, same. I yeah. I would, I mean, this is, <laughs> please do not judge me, but I would literally call her names like on the back of my, like, oh, because I was just like, oh, my gosh, mm-hmm. I cannot believe you just did that to me. <laughs> I cannot believe you just threw my makeup bag out the window because you just wanted bananas. Like you wanted your bananas cut instead of peeled. I don't know. Like, <laughs> like I just remember. Those- Thank you, toddlerhood. <laughs> yeah. And there's no rhyme or reason. You cannot rationalize with them. You could do the best job as mm-hmm, a parent mm-hmm. and they will still act the way that they want to act. Yeah. And that was really, really hard. And I, I and I do remember being like, God, I don't know if I'm cut out for motherhood. <laughs> yeah. Like I don't know if this is good for me. Like I'm I feel like I'm becoming my worst self. Like seeing her react like this, it's like, I don't know. So I I had a really hard time with Chloe mm. from ages two to four. Mm. What do you think changed? Was it you or she kind of came into maturity a little bit or? I think her sister. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, it took a minute because there was jealousy a little bit in the beginning. But I think ownership of her being, having to be like this responsible big sister. Mm -hmm. It was really at the age of probably around six, which is pretty recent, right? Within the past year or two. Right. um, That she can just really own up and be responsible for her own feelings. If she's mad, she has a way of expressing it versus like becoming physical or yelling or crying. But I'm not, what's funny is I haven't experienced that with Colette. Colette, mm. Colette is just so wonderful. An angel. Just angel <laughs> From child. day one. Yeah. And she just wants to be like her big sister. Mm. Like all she does is copy her big sister. And so it's been really nice with Colette and especially with this kind of separation that the girls had to go through with me. They've become so, so close to each other that they will serve each other and they will take care of each mm-hmm. other. And if like Chloe's going to go get water for herself, she'll always bring one for her sister. Yeah. If Chloe or Colette is going to like take her plate back to the sink, then she'll also bring her sister. Like they just have each other's back now. So... Yeah, there's light at the end it's of the tunnel. It's our reward. It is our reward. For going through toddler years. And not every family has like a hard, you know, to- I mean, you just said like Colette has, is not like a hard toddler. I, I'm a huge I- believer that if you have, if you have one angel child, just get a second. <laughs> you're going to get another. You're going to get, you're going to get a. <laughs> it's one or the other. It's not fair if you have two angel child toddlers. Okay. I agree. I agree because motherhood is about learning the lessons. Blah, yeah. blah, blah. I do remember thinking when, when my little one was like three or four and we were at the peak of that rebellion. I started to get white hairs. That's when I first started to get my white really? hairs. No, I'm not kidding. I'm not joking. It's that stressful, guys. It is that stressful. And I I also didn't know how to cope with it. Like, how am I supposed to talk to this child and get her to do what she should be doing? Or, like, at least help her understand her feelings and emotions. What would you do? I mean, thank God I found gentle parenting. And they were, like, you know, empathize with their (laughs) feelings. And I was like, okay. I hear that you're feeling frustrated. You know what I mean? Like, that whole thing. And, like you know, look at them in, in, you know, get to their level, understand that they're going through a hard, Mm -hmm. a hard thing. I I mean, that took, that's what it took for me to really understand her and 
what she was going through. I mean, that makes a lot of sense. And I, I'm sure that like they could feel that energy kind of shift when you do kind of empathize with them. Yeah. I just remember this one time Chloe was crying about I think we cut her bread wrong or <laughs> something like that. Yeah. So this tip is, of the day, don't cut their bread. Just serve it yeah, to them as is. And if they want it cut, then they can they do will it let themselves. You know. yeah. Or yeah, that too. And so I just started crying with her. <laughs> I just started like being like, what do you want? Like, <sighs> what do you want? And she just stopped crying and <gasps> stared at me. And she was like, <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay. maybe this is a trick. Maybe I should just always act out when you act out and you'll stop. But obviously it didn't. It was just one time. <laughs> Yeah, that would be funny if that's how you always reacted. But isn't that gentle parenting? It's like you're getting to their level. <laughs> I don't know if they want you to cry with them. They The whole thing is like you should be calm while they are having their tantrum. Mm. And that calmness will eventually help them stay calm and mm. will teach them how to get to a calm place. Got I mean, I, I talk about it, but like, girl, uh, oh, no, it's hard. <laughs> Actually, and there's a question about that. Sometimes I lose my temper and I can't manage anger with my child. How do you deal with your emotions? Is that a question? It's a question. Mm -hmm. Oh, gosh. Okay. It's hard. I, it's hard. I I really forgot how that feels because it's been a hot minute when I felt angry towards the kids because they're just such little wonderful little humans now but I do remember at the early times where I was like oh my gosh I literally need to go drive around the block right now because (laughs) I am losing my and I would do that I would actually be like okay and you know obviously this was when I was married so I was like okay be right back Mm -hmm. take care of the kids for like Mm -hmm. 15 minutes I just need a breather I need to go for a little drive I know some people will go for walks or whatever but for me it's a drive and blasting like really good music. Mm-hmm. And then I come back and I'm like, okay, I'm good guys. I actually have to say that I went through a stage where I was yelling a lot to my kids. Mm-hmm. Like when they were, again, I think it was like that two to four kind of age group where I didn't know how to control and understand my frustrations that I couldn't help them, like yeah. get through their tantrum. There were many days <laughs> like that. And honestly, and that's why I talk about gentle parenting all the time. It's because through understanding what that is, it helped me understand why I'm feeling frustrated in those moments. It's because I want to control the situation and I can't help them because like you said, you can't reason with a kid who's having a tantrum. Yeah. And so being able to just sit with that inability to control and let them have their tantrum And then when they feel calm, and they will get over the tantrums. The tantrums do end. I Mm -hmm. felt like I had to end them, but they eventually end on their own. So giving them that space to have that tantrum, calming yourself, you'd go on a drive. For me, as soon as I recognized that the kid is just having a tantrum and it wasn't like a personal attack to me, Mm -hmm. as soon as I was conscious of that, I just, I didn't take it personal anymore. Mm -hmm. But for a long time, I didn't know that. And so I would take their tantrums personally. Mm -hmm. And so then I would get mad at them. So once I was able to understand that they're having a tantrum because they're little and they feel really overwhelmed, I was able to not feel the need to be in control. Mm. And then that helped me calm down, let them finish their tantrum. And then when they're calm, 
I could get like eye to eye to them, be like, you're really frustrated because we have to leave this birthday party or we have to do X, Y, and Z. And you don't want to. And I get that. And I, I understand why you're upset. But you know what? Right now we have to go home because the party is over. Mm-hmm. And so that, but let me tell you, that took years, Chris. Like I'm talking about it like it's something really easy, but it was not easy. But that's kind of the process yeah. that it was me understanding that I needed to control my emotion. I felt the need to control my child when she was having a tantrum. Mm-hmm. And then realizing and understanding that I can't do that. Yeah. And I can't, I'm also not going to be the type of parents that go, now bribe her all of a sudden all day. You know what I yeah. mean? So be like, okay, well, I'll give you a chocolate. If you get into the car, we can go do the thing or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I also was like, I I knew instinctively from just that that was not the type of parent, parenting I wanted to do, but it was really the gentle parenting or the conscious parenting that was like, your child is having a tantrum. Like yeah. empathize with that first. Yeah. Like connect before correct is what we've said so ah, much, I love right? That. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then let them have their tantrum. And I know it's really hard to do that if yeah. you're in a public place with friends that you're like embarrassed that they're having a tantrum. I told you there was a story the other day, I think I shared that friends came over for a play date and I was super complimentary of her friends. Like, oh, you look so cute and I've missed you. And that triggered her jealousy. And she oh. like was really mean, like the entire of the play date. But I didn't know how to help her with that. Right, but right. she, but then it took me that whole evening to understand that when her friend came and I was showing so much attention to her friend that she felt jealous. And so then she was acting out. And was she able to explain herself? It Yes, she was. But she, but she was more of like a question form because she was also trying to understand her Why own emotions. Yes, yeah. because these emotions are new to her too. And she's not trying to be a mean friend, but she also can't control the fact that she felt jealous. Mm. So it, to me, it was really understanding the psychology of the kids a little bit that helped me empathize with them and then yeah. really be able to control and let go of like that anger and outbursts. Also, I remember just seeing this meme somewhere on the internet where it's like a dad or a mom at a grocery store and like the kid is just like on the floor crying and they're just mm-hmm. like letting mm-hmm. the baby cry. Mm-hmm. And I've seen this like so many times at grocery stores because I don't know what it is. I think it's like maybe everything that they want at a grocery store and the, yes, the parents are not willing it. to buy it. Yeah. And kids are always freaking the F out at grocery stores, it's right? Or at Target experience. or yeah. whatnot. And so I used to be the parent when I didn't have kids being like, oh gosh, like why why aren't the kid why aren't the parents handling their kids? Yes. But now when I see a parent letting their kids cry on the floor of Target. I'm like, here you go. High you five. go. High five. Like, you let them be. Let them figure it out. Let them yeah. get through that tantrum. Yeah. And just give them their space because yeah. there's absolutely nothing you can do. What are you going to do? Go buy a toy from them? Exactly. No, you no. can't set that precedent. You can't do it. Maybe just don't take them to the market for like a whole year until they mature a little bit. I mean, I'm not yes. going to lie. I, I, I've I been there where I'm like, oh my God, get up. I'll get you the freaking toy. Let's yeah. go. Let's go. We got to go. I yeah been there before and I understand that sometimes desperate times (laughs) calls for desperate things to happen right but you know if you can avoid those things and just let them go through the emotion and let them kind of ride through that wave of tantrum like you said there is an end to it they're gonna get over they're gonna get tired of crying totally (laughs) stop especially if you don't give them attention yeah eventually it stops yeah yeah and so I also want to just put out there that it's okay to let your kids cry yeah. and let your kids kind of go through that that emotion on their own. Yeah. And then talk about it once they're in a more stable place. Yeah. Because there's not no point in trying to like 
talk to them and teach them what to do when it they're gets freaking worse. out. It gets worse. <laughs> it gets worse. Yeah. Agree. Uh, embarrassing story. I was at a restaurant last week, got my period on the spot and was not prepared. But friend, you know who, had a pair of thinks in hand. Oh, my God. Thinks. I... <laughs> Love things, by the way. Okay, but go on. And I was like, no, I'm not using that. That's your underwear. And she was like, no, check them out. So I did. And it saved me. I mean, things is something else. I think they're so forward thinking because it. I think every woman should have a pair of things or multiple pair of things in their closet because sometimes you just, and TMI, my periods get real heavy, like real heavy. Mm -hmm. And even if I'm wearing, let's say, a tampon or a pad, sometimes it still leaks. Like it happens, yep. right? And the amount of times I've had to throw out underwear because of leakage is like not cute. So yeah, I I love things. I think all women should have a pair. Things for those of you guys that don't know are reusable underwear that absorb your period and they look and feel just like normal underwear, but better. Kind of like how you react. You're like, wait, that's underwear. Yes, I did not realize that it was actually an underwear that could absorb liquid, like your actual period. So this is genius. The crazy thing about things is that you could actually use it as a total replacement to pads and tampons. Or you could simply just use it as a backup to tampons to prevent any leakage, which is I think everyone can relate to. So their underwear come in a range of absorbances from lightest to super. I definitely need the super. Same here. I'm always so heavy, especially the first three days. Yeah. And it holds up to five regular tampons or two and a half regular pads worth of blood. <laughs> That's cool. Isn't that really okay, cool? But what are we doing about the washing piece? Okay, well, they are machine washable. Okay. So you just toss it in the washing machine with your other laundry and you hang dry just like anything else. Easy breezy. Yeah, super easy. And it comes in different colors and styles like hip huggers, high waist, boy shorts. I mean, they really have it all. Thinks is size inclusive, offering all styles up to 4X. And on top of that, over 12... And on top of that, over 1.2 million people have made the switch to things. We've just been a little behind. I mean, I just got on it and I'm like, where have I been? I just discovered them last week. And they're incredible. So if you guys haven't tried it out, you guys should try it out. It's a game changer for all women on their periods. And things also has a 60 day money back guarantee. So you can try their period underwear risk free. That's, how, that's when you know it's good when the brand is like, okay, you can have this risk-free because we know that you're just not going to return it because it's stuck good. And also, Thinks is offering our listeners $10 off your first order with code BUMO, B-U-M-O. Visit RethinkYourCycle.com. That's RethinkYourCycle.com to claim $10 off your first order. Use code BUMO, B-U-M-O, and make the switch to Thinks today. One of my favorite things about KiwiCo is that we've been using it since my kids were three and now they're 11. So they have a subscription line for kids of all ages, ranging from infants, preschoolers, all the way to teens. My 11-year-old loves the latest box that they just sent. It's like, actually, I don't know what it is. It's like this, it's like almost like a roller roller coaster that he gets to make. And it comes with all of the supplies he needs. So your oldest 
is still into KiwiCo? Because my my kids love KiwiCo, but they're little, you know? No, he loves them. When he sees the box in front of our door, he gets really excited. He goes and gets it and he's thrilled. It's just, it's like a really fun thing for him to do. It's so engaging and it's also they're learning about things, which I love. Yeah. All STEM-based, which is just, you know, you always, it's nice when they're playing something and you feel like they're also learning something. My daughter, who is now in third grade, got this box that was very age appropriate for her. She opened it, had all the pieces, and it was a mechanical claw. And then she went around clawing all of us. <laughs> I thought it was so fun. She would take and claw my husband's ankle and it actually opens and closes. Like there's a mechanical um, piece to it that actually works that she built. And she felt so proud and she played with it for a few hours. It was really cool. I love KiwiCo because they cultivate our child's natural creativity and curiosity with hands-on projects every month. They explore new worlds and rediscover familiar ones even without leaving home. It's pretty cool. Um, they discover the science of magic to engineering. Um, they have a domino machine and more. They have really, really fun projects like the claw is something that my daughter always plays with. Um, and the moment of pride and accomplishment at the end of the KiwiCo project sparks creative confidence for ongoing tinkering and experimentation. I wish we had some of this growing up. I know. For us. We definitely didn't have any options like this. No, this is so great. Because they make learning fun, right? So redefine learning with play. Explore hands-on projects that build creative confidence and problem-solving skills with KiwiCo. Get 50% off your first month plus free shipping on any crate line with code BUMO at KiwiCo.com. That's 50% off your first month at kiwico.com. Promo code BUMO. Let's Next see. question. You know, there's a lot of, there are, there are not a lot, but like a handful of questions about this topic. Mm -hmm. How many kids to have? Why have kids? Somebody said they're raising a single child. Do they have to have a second child or even multiple kids? When did we decide to have a second kid and why? So this whole concept of, Having kids and then maybe been having two or three. Like, do you have an opinion on that? Um, I mean, they ask why to have kids. I the mean, exact question is how many kids to have? That's the actual oh, okay. question. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, why? Why do we need kids? That's a great question. Um, I'm just kidding. For me, I knew that I always wanted at least one kid. A second was kind of a nice to have because I grew up with a sister. So I think a lot of us emulate what we're used to and what we're familiar with. So a lot of my friends, like yourself, grew up with another sibling. So naturally, that's like what you knew grow growing up and same thing for me. So I was like, oh, it would be nice to have a sibling for Chloe because I grew up with a sister and that was wonderful and we're so close now. So you kind of go down that path, in my opinion, of what you're familiar with. I agree because my husband comes from three and he always thought we should have three. Mm. And I'm like, I come from two and two's good. Two is fine. So yeah, but I think you're right. You kind of copy or emulate what you grew up with because that's yeah. what feels comfortable. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't think there's a magic number. I think it's when you feel like it's time for you to stop having kids, then you're like, okay, you just draw the line. Or if you want more, then... <laughs> I don't know. I love the fact that we're in this stage of like women's history where we can't even ask this question. Mm. I kind of 
to be honest, I feel like, again, following that older sister, good girl kind of concept, like you go to college, you find a good husband, you have babies, you live happily ever after. Like, I was like, okay, this is this is like what you're supposed to be doing. You're the girl. The girl's the one that has the babies. Like the, right. the dad can't have the babies. So it's kind of part of your role. And I never even... I did not get the memo that you could choose to not have children. Yeah. I always grew up with the concept that the women that didn't have children, it's because they couldn't have children. Mm. But like, why wouldn't you have kids? So the fact that we are even taking a pause and saying like, hey, do I want to have kids? Mm -hmm. I think it's a really important moment. Yeah. Yeah. I I I miss that memo too. I we I think we were both pretty young. We were like pregnant in our mid-20s. Yeah. We and missed the memo. Also, we weren't raised that way either. We weren't. It was almost like this is the path that you go down. Mm -hmm. You get married, you have kids, you have more kids, you buy a house, and then, and then you die. And no then kidding. you die. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> and that's why you want kids. So they could continue on your legacy. I, right. Yeah. So exactly. that is what we all grew up with mm -hmm. thinking. But yeah. you are right. We are in a time and place where we're actually being more intentional about our lives, mm -hmm. of being like, okay, well, do I, first of all, do I actually want kids? And second, do I, if I do have kids, do I really have to have two? Why can't I just have one? And those are all valid questions and there's no right or wrong to it. I agree. Yeah, I agree. There's no right or wrong. It, it has so much to do with, I mean, to me, how much help you have. I'm so sorry to say it like that. Yeah. Like, I just can't imagine as a woman, if you don't have the right support system, having four children, like, why would you do that? I, I, I don't know. But there are women that do it. And I'm just like, how? Like, you see those women that are just like. But they have help. I mean, they, it, not like a nanny with uh -huh. like a degree, but like they have it there. They live within a system and community that it's like all stay at home moms and they're uh, all okay, supporting okay, each okay. other. Do you know what I mean? But yeah. like. The more modern mom, I, I don't know. If you don't have the right support system, I think it's pretty challenging. Well, now more women are working. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so we, women are now have the choice to make other choices. Yeah. I think that's a wonderful thing. But I, I, I do think you need help and support to raise kids. I, Whether that's paid or you just live in a community where it's very conducive to that because mm -hmm. there's a lot of moms who are very involved and hands-on or dads. Yeah. But if you're kind of alone, like I'm here by myself with my husband, like all of our family's gone. Like they don't live close mm -hmm. by and things like that. Like it's 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 challenging to yeah. have more than one or two kids. I agree with that yeah. on, on the help side because I, I'm a single mom now and I'm thinking about if I didn't have my parents right now, right? Like would I be able to still go at the speed that I'm going with my work and continue to do what I do, which is travel and go be able to do these things that I've always wanted to do for myself? And the answer probably is no, right? Yeah. And so I have two girls. I'm a single mom, but I am able to live this lifestyle because my community, they they, they kind of dropped everything to help me, right? Yeah. And but most, I would say most people don't have that. Most people don't have that. Yeah. So it's a luxury to be able to to have that support system, to find that support system. I do have to say that now that we are over the initial few years, because for me, those were pretty rough. I do have to say that I, I look at families with, with that have like three or four kids and I, I actually do get it too. Like if you have the right support, and you are happy being more of like a stay-at-home mom or more like a hands-on mom, I I kind of get it. Mm. Like children, if you raise them well, are really 
a huge extension of of like a blessed life. Yeah. Yes. And but it, but it, it but it but it takes work and it takes people like it takes support. But I do get it. Like I do see families around me. Like having two kids, it's like people are having at least in my world a little bit three, four, five kids. Yeah. And they do it because they understand because they have the capacity to raise them and they have the capacity to give them like a sense of self and like they can raise them really well. Yeah. Yeah. I And I'm like, I'm blown away by that, to and be And there's honest. something so rewarding. I'm, and you and I are not there yet, but I'm sure as they get older and they're living their own lives and they come home and you're able to do, you know, these wonderful things with them, you're just like, oh, okay, like, I'm glad that I have yeah. more than one or one. two. I think so. I mean, not that you need a kid to be fulfilled. Yeah. Because that we definitely want to walk away from that narrative. But I do see families with, like you said, the older kids and they're in high school or college and and they have full lives and now they're dating and then you get to be a part of those lives too. And like, it's fantastic. I think it's, it's something I'm looking forward to. And it's also a numbers game. I mean, just to be real, like the more kids you have. Yeah, the more it's going to cost you. Well, no. <laughs> oh, that, that too. That yes. too. But oh, okay. like, there's always a child that's like, hmm. No, I see. <laughs> but the more you have, it's like. The chances, the chances of, yeah. of getting a good one out there. <laughs> we love all of them. We, love all, we them. love all of them. I was going to say, it's just increasingly expensive to have children. Oh my goodness. It's just yes. insane. Yeah. Just with everything, the pricing going up for everything. Yeah. It is not. It's not cheap to raise no, one child. No, it's yeah, not. Yeah, you had a one, two, three, four, five. I don't think that should be a reason to not have kids because mm-hmm. people can, you know, lower their standard of living and like things like that. But because I think ultimately I would encourage everybody to have kids. And just like because it has been a very positive experience for me, I honestly feel like my kids helped me heal so much of like all the crap I came with. Mm-hmm. You know, like all mm-hmm. the crap I had from my childhood if I, I don't think I would have come full circle without my own children. Yeah. I don't think I could have done that through my husband or therapy or blah, blah, blah. I think I need to have my own kids to then be able to talk to my child self and yeah. heal myself from those yeah. like moments. Yeah. Children are the best teachers. They are. Okay, we're just going to end it here, guys, because I think we we have gone past time, but this was a lot of fun. I love, I mean, they're not really rapid fire because we go a little <laughs> bit more in depth than I would like. But I hope that um, some of you guys got your questions answered. Continue to send us questions via DM, um, Mama Sons Instagram, my Instagram, or Boomo Parents Instagram. We will try to do these, you know, at least once a quarter, right? Yeah. Yeah. I love them. I love them because they're, I feel like now we're having more of a conversation with our listeners too. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Thank you guys so much for listening. We hope that you have a wonderful rest of the week and we will see you soon. All right. Bye guys. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. We want to keep this conversation going with you. So please leave us a DM on Instagram and make sure to follow us and subscribe to our podcast. And we would love it if you left us a review. Also, if you're in the Los Angeles area, make sure to visit us at Bumo Work at Westfield Century City Shopping Center. And if you're looking for educational-based content entertainment for your little ones, visit us at www.bumobrain.com or at Bumo Brain on Instagram. <laughs>